Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Well, happy Sunday to you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for being with me on this Sunday. Excited to have with us again, Jason Hopkins, who's the president and CEO of NAMI Arapahoe Douglas Counties and founder and president of The Connection Project. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Let's first recap a little bit. We've talked before, but what is The Connection Project? So The Connection Project is really simply an organization that was founded to um, help people get more connected to themselves and others. Um, the work that I've done at NAMI Arapahoe Douglas Counties is more specific to individuals that live with chronic or persistent mentally, uh, mental illness. And we thought we could do better about meeting the other 80 percent of the population where they were. So um, our work is focused on more stress based language and really um, around the things we know people will talk about. We know people will talk about their job. We know they'll talk about their money. We know they'll talk about their health, which we believe includes physical and mental health. And we Mm -hmm. know they'll talk about their tribe. And our definition of tribe is very broad. It could be your family, um, your work family, um, social extracurricular activities. Um, Whoever you identify with, that's how we see your tribes. Your people. Right. And you said the stress type language. What does that mean? So what we were um, when we started doing the research around the Connection Project, we wanted to land on something that we know people will talk about. We know that depression, anxiety, mental illness is not something that anybody just starts out um, talking about when they're struggling. Stress is something that we will talk about across many demographics and age ranges. Um, Often we wear it like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm stressed out um, as if that's something to be proud of. I'm busy. Um, Mm -hmm. So we tried to identify something that we thought was more relatable that people would talk about more easily. So for the the Connection Project, how do people get involved? How do people use it? Okay, great question. So our website is uh, www.realpeoplereallife.org, all spelled out. Um, And really the ways to get involved is um, we've partnered with Bonneville, um, the company that, that is hosting us here today um, to do podcast and vodcast series. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of our work is focused on tribes. So we've tried to um, build our community around tribe focus. So um, back earlier this spring and summer, we had an event called the Man Map. Um, So we do community events, and then we usually have a podcast or a video podcast series that follows it. Um, And really in doing that, we'll take a tribe or a group of that. So the Man Map was men. And basically highlight people who do work with those groups in the community and really spotlight their work um, as a way to let people know they're not alone, meet them where they are, help Mm -hmm. them get connected. Um, We've also, uh, through that initiative, we've taken on um, work with a series called Teen Talk. It's a podcast series that lives on the Bonneville websites as well as, as the Connection Project website. And really, the essence of that is it's teens talking about issues that they're facing and struggling with today um, from their voice. I think it's valuable for teens to help other teens in listening to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think it's a really great tool and resource for parents. So we've talked about topics like social media, bullying. We've talked about uh, perfectionism, fear of failure, back to school pressures. Death by Um, suicide. I know I was there for that one. Yeah, we just did a a two-part series with Robbie's Hope, an organization here locally um, that really has developed a handbook to help um, from the teen voice adults know how to talk about suicide with their kids. And that came out of such a painful place for Robbie's parents. It did. They're doing fantastic work. And really, I think, 
you know, as we start shaping some of these harder conversations, I think they have to be more relatable. Mm -hmm. And I think we have an obligation to meet people where they are. And what we learned in my work at NAMI Arapahoe Douglas counties was that is not the starting point for anybody. It's a place that people come to after they've recognized there's an issue and they're struggling and need help. And of course, we have a lot of resources to help there. The Connection Project is that starting point of, oh, let me hear somebody else's story and realize that I might have something in common with them. And there are, there are ways to get help. So that's the goal we have. And, the, and that connection of I'm not alone. Right. I'm not the only one to feel this, no matter what it may be. Well, and at the end of the day, I think we can realize everyone struggles with something. Yeah. So I think to make that more accessible, it's just so much of this has been too hard that when it's too hard, we often do nothing. Right. Until we're in crisis. And then the the resources from that place are much different. Yeah, that's so true. So what have a what kind of feedback have you heard regarding the Teen Talk podcast, whether it be from teens, parents, uh, school administrators? That's a great question. We've gotten really great feedback about it. And I think the thing that people are loving and enjoying about it is that we're giving them a teen voice and teen perspective. So before I take on any tribe um, to to start exploring, we sit down with a roundtable discussion and really talk about from that tribe's perspective, what are the things they want to talk about? So if you look at the topics that we're speaking about, they're designed by teens. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really valuable. People are finding it relatable, and I think they're enjoying that we're putting a fresh spin on this. And it's not... Um, Again, we're talking about some difficult topics, but it's not um, scary, traumatic, or sad. And I think that's an important way to connect with people today. We are inundated with scary and sad. Yes. And none of us want or need any more of that. So we're trying to meet that that need. And I like the fact, at least when I was with you before and talking to the teens, it is just honest conversations. It is. It's the things that I wish my parents could have had those honest conversations with me. And as the mom of a teenager now, I look at it as, hey, we've all got a chance to do things differently. So I think the thing that's been most eye-opening about Teen Talk is I think it's a really great resource for parents to listen from a teen perspective, what kids are struggling with. Um, But I think really what we're trying to unpack here is we have a culture of fear. We Mm -hmm. have parents that are navigating raising their kids from a place they don't fully understand. Our kids are adept at technology in a way that we are not, and we've all adapted to it, and they've grown up with it, so it's second nature to them. And I think parents are scared of what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Am I missing something? Could I be doing something different? And from that place, I think it's great for us to educate Um, adults in a different way. The beautiful thing that I'm learning from doing this work is a teens will tell you what they want to talk about. But I'm really shocked in learning that they're much better at self-regulating that I think we give them credit for. I think many of them can modulate their their usage of social media and determine, hey, I need to do this instead. So from my perspective, I'm hopeful about our future. And I think kids are going to change how we talk about a lot of this stuff. They seem to be so much more honest and authentic. And just willing to bring whatever their crap is to the table. You're spot on with that. They will talk about things that our generation was not raised to talk about. Right. Plain and simple. And I know for me as an adult, I'll talk about anything with anybody. And that right. is so different than I was brought up. Well, you and I are, are, share that similarly. And, and I think that that's something we adapt and evolve to. But there are a lot of people that just won't talk about their stuff for whatever reason. And I, 
I just don't think it should be that hard. No, it shouldn't be. And I do think we make life harder when we're not willing to share right. who we are and what we're going through and our struggles and our triumphs and all of it. And the social media aspect right. that it's it's the highlight reel. And you and I have well, talked about this. And we have entire generations that are building their sense of esteem from the highlight reel. And what comes from that is fears and pressures and fear of failure, yeah. um, all this future pressure and and. We are at a boiling point and we see that that resulting in an epidemic of youth suicides like everybody is just on critical mass here. And I think we just have to make this more approachable. I don't have the solution or the answer. This is the way I've chosen to Mm -hmm. address what I see as an epidemic. And people seem to be responding well to it. Well, I think it's it's what's needed. It's conversation that leads to connections. You're absolutely right. And, And the reality is, is it's not just teens. Adults are struggling, too. You know, we have a series coming up. Um, later this month called Everyday Brave, and it's going to be a podcast series for emergency responders. And really how that started is, is we wanted to do an appreciation event for these people that are basically our frontline responders that are that are helping in our community. They often get a bad rap, mm-hmm. and we know that community is really struggling. So in, in doing my work with the wellness officers in these different agencies, the thing that came up consistently was – We don't care about another appreciation event. We would like resources to be more front of mind and available to us. So basically I said, let's build them a resource list that's focused on the parameters of our work at the Connection Project, make that accessible, and let's do a podcast series around the people that are doing the really forefront work um, in working with the emergency responder community and give that voice some perspective. So if you're struggling and an emergency responder, you have a place to get plugged in and hopefully recognize there's help available if you want it or need it. And you've got to figure with emergency responders, they're taking it all in. They are. And historically, that is not a community that is well aligned to go and seek help. They mm-hmm. often will help other people before they'll help themselves, families, coworkers, et cetera. Again, it just shouldn't be so hard. And, right. And we're all struggling. Now, you said once again, that is called Everyday, Everyday Brave. Brave. And when is that going to start up? So that officially launches November 7th. We're just in the production of the podcast series right now. Um, and that will run over a three-month period. And again, it will live on all the Bonneville websites as well as the Connection Project website. Um, but I think we have a real opportunity to do some some fantastic work. And if you're just joining me, I'm talking with Jason Hopkins, president, CEO of NAMI, Arapahoe, Douglas Counties, and also the founder and president of the Connection Project. And obviously the Connection Project, since we've talked, has grown and has expanded. What are your hopes and goals? So that's a fantastic question. I'm glad you asked. The reality of the Connection Project was really you know, it was simple. How do how do we get people more connected? How do we get them to talk more? Um, so our our kind of four key competencies are community conversations, which we're doing through events and our podcast or video podcast series, aligned partnerships. So if you look at the people that are supporting the work I'm doing at the Connection Project, they're legitimate businesses that have wanted to align themselves with the work that we're doing. Um, resource tools like with Everyday Brave, offering this digital resource list that will live on our website, um, and then training and education. Ultimately, I think what we're learning from this platform and how we're doing this and really trying to integrate um, digital and social media, because that's how we all digest information today. My thought is ultimately we're going to recognize where the gaps are mm-hmm. and we're going to create tools that help fill in the gaps. Instead of assuming that we've done it this way forever and that's helpful, right. we're going to learn if that's helpful or not. And if it's not, let's align ourselves with partners that can help us create things or let's create it ourselves. So the advent of the Connection Project will continue to grow 
but it really is to help people get more connected ultimately. And it sounds like you're doing that. And I that think you, so. <laughs> it's, it's almost like you talked about men and first responders. Right. What about women? So we're working on a series with women that originally started as a mom series, and then it's evolved into a women's series. Again, I want pretty broad tribes because I think in telling the stories, somebody can usually identify with a part of somebody's story, all right. of us. So we're working on a series for mom and women. We've got a series coming up with LGBTQ um, community, fantastic. which I think will be fantastic. Yep. Um, I don't think there's any shortage of tribes. We're working on one with older persons. And again, these are things that will stagger throughout the next year. Right. Um, but really trying to do this tribe focused work. So if there's somebody that's listening that think that they would be a valuable contributor, email me. I'm super easy to find through the Connection Project website. I don't think there's a shortage of people that are struggling. And I think as long as, as we're struggling, there's a platform for us to do what we're doing. Right. And I think we've always been struggling. Absolutely. We're just finally talking about well, it. And it's faster. Life yes. moves faster. And we That's don't so have true. the opportunity to unplug. It's funny. I just did a segment with teens on bullying. Mm-hmm. And when I was researching for that, what I thought was odd was social media bullying is actually not one of the top forms of bullying, which I thought was would be completely the opposite. The reality is, is we don't unplug anymore. Mm. You know, we used to, after you went home from school, you had to call or go to your house to bully you. Today, you don't have to. Uh-uh. And I think the the essence of us doing things online, there are a lot of things that contextually can be taken out of out of the meaning. I mean, you may mean it mean when you type it, but right. somebody may take it differently than how you meant it. So how we're connecting with each other, it's just really different. And there is no replacement for you and I to be able to sit in front of each other But we have entire generations that are building their lives behind a screen. And I think there's a real impetus to talk about that, that things have changed. And I think the hard thing for me is, and just being in a different generation, like even the dating world, you and I've talked about, I can't tell you how many times in the beginning of my my dated adventures, we'll call them, I would go meet somebody that I'd never talked to on the phone. Right. And finally, I went, no, that doesn't work for me. Well, and texting can take the train off the track real quickly. Oh. You know, and and it's done of somebody that you might have really liked. But the reality is, is even in how we approach dating today, we're putting our best foot forward in a way that we might not be able to in person or on the phone. Yeah. So we get invested in somebody's story that they've crafted over how many days or months with great pictures, et cetera. Like people are not putting real life pictures up and Mm -hmm. you meet them. You're like, ooh, this is a bit of a a (laughs) letdown. You you know, are you the same person? (laughs) So it's easy to say that teens are building their life from a highlight reel. But frankly, as adults, we've done the same thing. I was going to say, I think we're just as guilty. We are. And I went out on a date with somebody and he told me that he hired somebody to write his profile. Yeah. And I was like, well, what no a letdown wonder. is that? <laughs> oh, so that eloquent person that wrote, no right. wonder this does not feel right. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you. This was fun. I appreciate you. Man, I love it. I love hearing about how the Connection Project is growing and serving more people and truly doing that job of connecting. Uh, for people who want to get in touch with you for the website information, sure. where should they go? Again, it's www.realpeoplereallife.org. And uh, connect with us there. We'll get you plugged in. All right. Sounds great. Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you, Melissa. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday with me.